0: My name is Megan, and my name is Ari, and this This is Unapologetically Unapologetically Girl. Girl. We have come together to bring information to live the healthiest lifestyle and bring relevant information into your life. We are not doctors and always suggest discussing health content with your doctor before deciding if these lifestyle changes are beneficial to you. Information gathered comes from our personal experience, online articles, and relevant books. I have a background in marketing and a passion for personal development. I personally have a background in social work, and thus my perspective will come from the mental health challenges I have witnessed in myself and others. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Today, I played hooky. Ooh, you never play hooky. (laughs) I know. I decided that I needed to call in sick and hang out with my daughter. And so that's what we did today. And we just vegged on the couch watching all of the little Halloween movies and took a little walk to the park. And it was just so nice. That is so (laughs) perfect. But let's talk about how much guilt I felt for doing Oh, yes. I love when guilt comes into play after you make a fun mental health decision. Yeah. I'm really, really sad that I let that get into my mind as if, like, my entire life was devoted to working (laughs) for this company that really, you know, could hire somebody else and replace me in no time. But... I just kept making myself feel guilty for enjoying the time with my daughter. And I kept thinking, oh, I should have worked today. I broke our routine. And I feel guilty because just watching TV on the couch and we're just, you know, I played Barbies with her for a second and I didn't get much stuff done around the house. But I think I also built. good memory for my daughter. Whether she can remember yet or not, she knows that I will play with her. Well, I think it's so important to remember that, especially if you're very goal-oriented and hardworking, it can be so difficult to take time off and to relax. And then during the time off, actually enjoy the time off without thinking about everything that's going to be going on at work or everything that you're going to be missing or when you go back, what you're going to have to deal with or the work you're going to have to make up. Even though the time off that you take is so needed for your mental health. At my job the last few years, I like would not call in sick. I would not take time off except for once every like, four to six months, I would take like a day off. And I would still feel so guilty while I was gone, what work I was missing, if people had to cover for me. And like even if I was sick, I would still work a half day. And it's not until recently that I like took time off and then told myself not to let those thoughts come in. And I realized how much more I enjoyed that time off and also how much I was neglecting myself by not taking that time off. It's really a double-edged sword. It's like the biggest trap (laughs) of adulthood. It's like, here, go make money, but don't ever leave and go spend it on fun things. Like, we need you. Leisure time is bad and yeah. productive working time is good, but if that's all you do, you become crazy and psychotic and you have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I think kind of a good segue into today's topic is like how do you um goal set in a way that doesn't take away from your leisurely free time, I guess. It's definitely a hard question. I feel like a lot of our goals never include fun time or how we are going to spend our free time, you know. Yeah. And that can be so vital as well because if you're only focusing your life on all the productive things and ways to make money and, like, you know, the responsibilities that you have and you never focus on the downtime that you need or the time off that you need, um, you know, it just gets neglected and then you feel overworked and frustrated and exhausted and grumpy. Oh, for sure. Megan has a wonderful question to start us out that I want to dive into deeper, but I'm going to wait until she brings it up. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about goal setting and getting out of a slump. And one thing I wanted to talk about to kickstart the conversation was a question that someone close to me had asked, I want to say three to six months ago. They asked, what do you want your life to look like when you wake up in 10 years? And this is a question I've never taken seriously. We've all been asked this going up through high school. Your guidance counselor asks you, where do you want to be in five years, 10 years? Like, what do you want to do with your life? Or when you apply for a job and you're in an interview, they ask the same questions. And, you know, I always had like a generic answer or an answer that people were looking for that they'd be happy with. But I never took it seriously because in my head, I was always thinking, I don't know where I want to be in five years. I haven't figured anything out. And it just seemed so ambiguous to an extent. But the person who asked me this was someone whose opinion and relationship in my life I care about a lot. So I feel that triggered me to think about it seriously for the first time. And it has been amazing. Actually answering that question spurred me into three months of constantly thinking about it. I started journaling to try to help narrow down the answer asking myself all these questions, what I wanted my life to actually look like. I'm 26, so when I'm 36, what do I want my life to look like? Do I want a house? What kind of house do I want? What does my routine want to be? What kind of hobbies do I want to have? What relationships do I want to have? Even just financially or, I don't know, just like so many questions. And I started making all these lists and trying to do all these journaling exercises to identify it. And I was constantly thinking about like, do I like the way that I spend my time? Is this... Am I doing this activity because I actually want to or am I doing it because somebody else in my life, it'll make them happy or, you know. Anyways, this question really made me start thinking. And at that time, I was going through a lot and being a little bit too still and less productive. And I feel like it really got me out of a slump and kickstarted my ability to dream again because I started thinking about the future As I started narrowing down what I actually wanted in my future and started getting specific, it made it easier for me to dream. And I never realized that I had stopped dreaming. So I had always been someone that was inspired and I wanted to do all these things when I was older. And even like through college, I was always having ideas and running with them. And then at some point I just stopped. And so this question really shook me and I hope you take it seriously too. I love this because it's a great way to start Goal planning, right? Because it kickstart the dreaming process. And That question is: What do you want your life to look like when you wake up in ten years? I pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> um, thought, thought, thought. One of the things I've been really good at is dreaming. Right? What do I want my life to look like? And what am I doing right now to get my life to look like that? But recently, I had an experience where I spoke with somebody who was sharing their experience of learning how to swim as an adult. Interesting. And it crossed my mind that I I am a terrible swimmer, like terrible <laughs> swimmer, right? I was like, wait, <laughs> you can learn how to do things as an adult? I just oh, I never really understood that. I thought that, you know, when you were a kid, that was your chance to learn all of the fun things. And as a, as an adult, if you didn't learn it, then sucks to suck. Like, you're just going to suck the rest of your life. Can't but teach then, an old dog new tricks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And so then I was like, no, there's still things that I want to learn. I want to be better at. Um that involve like being better at softball or being better at skiing or snowboarding or um oh there was another thing pickleball I want to be better at all of those things and I was like why am I holding myself back with this idea that I am not good at those things because I didn't learn them as a kid like that's so dumb and so when I was asked this question, what do you want your life to look like when you wake up in 10 years? And I will tell you, in 10 years, I will want to have fun. I want <laughs> I love to that. be having fun. I will want to be able to go skiing. I will want to be able to go play basketball and not worry about my skill level and to just have fun. Um, So, this year, I was able to kind of set some goals, and to my amazement, I have completed most of my goals, except for one, and that one goal is learn how to ski. Now, there are some barriers to learning how to ski. One, I don't have any skis, so... (laughs) That's an issue. I have to rent some. A little bit. Um, Two, you have such a short period of time during the year that you actually get to uh, experience the snow. Um, so there's also a time crunch on it. And then not to m- mention, also, being a single mom, I would have to find childcare and pay a lot of money for a lift ticket. Um so there's some barriers in there. And those barriers have also been my excuses holding me back to attempting to learn. Um but you know what? That I need to complete all of my goals. Like I feel like since I've gotten this far and The rest of the year is winter. Like, I might as well learn how to ski at least a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Especially because, you know, you said you had completed all of your goals except for one. However, we're about to kickstart into the time of year when you would be completing this goal. So, it is the perfect timing to take advantage of that. And even though it's going to be difficult, take off that last one. I also wanted to share that. I am very impressed with myself and I hope through this podcast that others can also enjoy the experience of goal setting and the admiration that you can give yourself once completing those goals. Because this year I have completed my goals. The goals I set for the beginning of this year consisted of owning my own apartment, being out of my parents' house, not like owning, but like being out of my parents' house. The next one was having all of my undergrad loans paid off, all my undergraduate student loans paid off. And the third one, working as a hospital social worker. And then that fourth one was learn how to ski. And I feel like each of those goals kind of gave a wide variety of variety of my life and I was looking back and I was like wow like I did get that job and I did branch out on my own and I'm living on my own after two years of living with my parents and I did pay off my undergraduate student loans and so when a couple weeks ago or really last week And currently, probably a little bit. When I hit my slump, where I just felt like I was not making any progress with anything, I was just going day to day, doing my normal things in life, and, you know, being really budget conscious, which is, can be frustrating and feeling limiting. I was like, oh, I can't believe, like, I just feel like I've done nothing. And then I looked back at my planner. And I looked back at the goal I completed, and I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like, here we are in October, and I did it. Isn't it so funny how you you forget all of your triumphs and all of the things that you've accomplished? Yeah, once a hard time hits. I feel like we always remember all of the negative things. Once a hard time hits, it's like you forget all of the good stuff that you completed. Yeah, and then as you look back, or if, if you look back and you see those things, you're like, oh my god, I'm amazing. I did all of this stuff. And why was not I thinking about this when I was have, like feeling a really low point several nights ago, when I was just being hard on myself and telling myself I'm not working hard enough or doing enough with my life. And then you're like, I'm kicking ass. I'm doing a lot. It's a good it's good to look back and remember and maybe write down your wins on the list so that like you can look back and be like, I am doing good. I will say, shout out to Megan for recommending this planner. I think we've talked about it before, but this passion planner, has literally been life-changing as far as um, a goal-setting planner. If you want to be a goal-setter, this is a really good tool to keep you on track and to look back on. I also think it's really good because every month it has two pages for reflections to look back at how you spent your time the past month, the wins, Maybe the things you want to change and then kind of like refocus yourself and set goals. And then periodically throughout the year, it'll have you reevaluate your goals and check in with yourself. And it also was the first time reading the beginning of the planner, it gives you kind of a description and instructions for how to utilize the planner. And one of the things it said in it was to set a monthly meeting with yourself to go over everything. And it was the first time that that thought had ever occurred to me to set a meeting with myself to check in with myself to see how I'm doing and I feel like that is incredibly helpful especially with staying on track and just for your mental health to give an hour to yourself to think inwardly and how you're spending your time and how you want to spend your time and just don't give enough time to ourselves truly yeah, you know, like meetings with like for your job with other people you make time to see your friends you're there for them you support them but you know, making a monthly meeting with yourself to check in on yourself. I thought that was such an amazing idea when I first heard that. What are some of your goals that you have been working on or are wanting to set? Yeah, so ever since that question was asked, one of the main goals has been learning more about myself. I got so busy and distracted and, you know, I was trying to get my degree and I had this really amazing job. And then, once I got my degree, I moved up to full time, and then I was also working on all these other projects, um like these creative endeavors that I wanted to pursue. And so I kind of lost myself in all of it. Another goal that I have right now is with my finances, learning how to like budget and paying attention to all that and so that's been another goal of mine that I've been working on the past few months. and then one that's been a bit newer is related to my change in job, so I'm working for myself now, and doing some freelance work on the side, but that has caused me to have freedom of my schedule. So my newest goal is following a routine, and I never really had a a solid routine before. If you look at research, routines are so healthy for humans and just for our mental health, so I've been following like a Google Calendar and sticking to a routine, and that's what I'm working on right now. I mean, this question has changed my life so much and spurred me in so many different directions, and I'm so grateful. Oh, I was just going to add, routines are so good for people, especially because they make us feel safe. However, if you struggle at getting in a routine and you feel like super awkward or out of place with a routine, I mean, it's probably because... In childhood, in your past, maybe you didn't ever have one and your environment was never predictable and so you almost thrive on the unpredictable, which is fine, but I think you have to recognize where your limits are and what category you fit in. That's just a ta- tangent right there. <laughs> I think it can also take baby steps. So when I was, I went from working 40 hours a week, very strict schedule, to being able to work whenever I wanted to because I make up my schedule. I just have to get my work done. The first two weeks definitely were very weird because I went from such a routine to, well, not necessarily routine, I would say schedule. So then trying to implement a new routine was really weird for the first two weeks and I took it as I made my schedule. I would follow it sometimes, sometimes not for those first few weeks, but I wouldn't be too hard on myself and I would just move things around. And then I feel like over these past few weeks, I've been able to learn about how I want to spend my mornings, what tasks I want to accomplish, what times of day feel right for me. So I feel like if it does feel off to you at first, being a little easy on yourself, you know, not expecting perfection. And then just playing around with it until you find a routine that really works for you. Whenever people talk about routines, we go to the stereotypical early morning YouTube routine videos that we we would see <laughs> when we were younger <laughs> that were such a fad. Oh, yeah. And then be like, wake up at 5 a.m., do this, do that. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't fit everyone. If so, I woke up at 5 a.m., yeah. I would d- literally die. Like, <laughs> I am not a 5 a.m. kind of person. I'm barely a 6 a.m. kind of person. And just no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> so unrealistic. <laughs> Even asking yourself the question, what do you want your life to look like? make makeup in 10 years? You can immediately go, oh, things I see on Instagram or uh, the blogs and like lifestyle videos you see on YouTube all of those things can skew your perspective and they're not actually what you want. But because of the content you consume, you can think initially that that's the life outlook that you want. But then as you start achieving those things, you realize you don't want them. So it's really important to take a step away from all of the content that you consume and really ask yourself what would make you happy every day and then build your goals around that. So I'm not going to bore you with like, I'm sure everybody's learned about the SMART goal or LOX goal setting ideas, but I was just doing some research on the Positive Psychology website and some thoughts stuck out to me that I wanted to discuss. One of the thoughts that was brought up was for many, there is the you, who you would like to be, and then more consistently, The you that you are now. So that actually brings me to the thought that I just had. And we talk a lot about like what you want your life to look like in 10 years. What do you want that to look like? Well, what do you want your life to look like in the present that's going to get you there in 10 years? I will tell you in 10 years, if I wanted to be a morning person, And I started now setting my alarm a little bit earlier every week, and just getting used to that. Maybe in ten years I might be a five a.m. person. Um, however, I don't want my life to look like that now. Like I just don't want to do that. That's not something that I would find fun, and it's not realistic to my goals in life. And so I think it's important that you recognize who you are now and who you would like to be in the future and then take small, realistic steps forward that aren't going to cramp your style in the present. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you don't want to be miserable now. <laughs> yeah, so I actually last week was reading the Atomic Habits book I had had it on my bookshelf for years, and I had never actually read it. And what you were talking about was mentioned in the book, and I found it so interesting too because I was—I've been thinking about like my routine and how I want to spend my time, and you know, do I like waking up at this time? Do I like working at at this point in my day? When do I want to take care of my other responsibilities? And planning it out so that I have the happiest day possible, which, you know, perfection isn't achievable, but just trying to figure out a system in which I really preferred. And the book talks about how oftentimes we fail at creating new habits or goals because they don't match our identity. So we're just talking about like knowing yourself and you can pick goals that fit your identity or you can work to change your identity if you really want your life to be different, but you're not going to stick with the goal if you keep telling yourself, like for example, you were just talking about like, I'm not a morning person. If that's your inner monologue and that's how you live your life, then waking up at like 5 a.m. in the morning is going to be really difficult for you. But then if you change it to say, whenever you speak to yourself, you say, you know, waking up early will be really, really really helpful for me. Or waking up early will help me get a good start to my day. You know, changing the way you think about yourself and your identity and everything. And I just thought that was so interesting because then I started thinking about all the goals that I've tried over the years and the ones that stuck and the ones that didn't. And the ones that stuck really aligned with my identity and the ones that didn't. I feel like I was just trying to change who I was too much by doing those goals. Not that you can't change, but I just found that fascinating. That's so interesting and just spot on with how I feel like I've lived my life as well. Any of the goals that I've had that have stuck really well have aligned with who I am now and who I want to be in the future. Um, one of the things that I just have been reading what is this book called Eat Smarter. and Oh, I love that book. It's so, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's kind of scary because once you start reading it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm scared of everything. Oh my gosh. But then I listened to this podcast, uh, Jay Shetty's podcast um, with Dr. I love Jay Shetty. Amon, I think is his name and he said one of his like last tips for living a healthy lifestyle was to ask yourself is this good for my brain or is this bad for my brain and that just like blew my mind because i was so anxious and overwhelmed by you know all of the things that are potentially bad for us that i'm learning about and How I want to live in a better way in 10 years. I would love to live a lot more healthy than I do now. And I would want to live more holistic. And um, I feel like those things align with who I want to be. But it's so overwhelming because you can't just change everything right now. Because it just takes so long to, one, change your taste buds from, you know, a high sugar diet to... (laughs) um yeah. no sugar at all yeah. and i was like okay so maybe every day i'm just going to ask myself is this good for my brain or bad for my brain and then i love that and i it's like you already know what's good for your brain and bad for your brain like we've had so much kind of education on oh these are healthy things right or this isn't so healthy and you kind of intuitively know if you've been on your phone all day, you're like, man, this is really not good for my brain. <laughs> like, I've been on my phone all day long. So You know, an example I love so much is so I have four animals. I have two dogs, two cats, and you know, I research everything that I feed them. Um, I like make sure that they get exercise and that they're taken care of and that they have everything that they need. And I don't really, I mean, I feed them treats, but I don't, you know, feed them a lot of human food and everything because I can be bad for their teeth. It can be unhealthy for their digestion. There's a lot of foods that they're not even supposed to eat anyways. So I'm like so strict when it comes to that to make sure that they live as long as they can and that they're healthy and they live a happy life. But when it comes to me, (laughs) I am not taking care of myself the same way that I am taking care of, you know, these animals in my life that I love. And it's so funny to think about, because you know what's good for you, just like you know what's good for your animals. And yet you don't treat yourself as nicely as you do something that like you love or care about. So, um I just think that's so funny because, you know we do know the right answers. And so often we neglect ourselves and even just get in a routine of not taking care of ourselves. And then a few years go by and we start seeing like changes with our body or our energy levels or, you know, our mental health and then they're like, How did we get here? But, <laughs> You're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's from years of doing this <laughs> and not taking care of myself. Like a parent would take care of me. You know, at some point you have to parent yourself and that can be annoying and easy to forget. Oh yeah. I think that brings us kind of segue into this next thought that um I found in that same article. Um, when it is obvious that goals cannot be reached, don't adjust the goals, adjust the action steps. So I think that's something that we need to remember is you know, you have a goal, you set it for a reason. If you're having a hard time keeping to it or reaching it and I see a lot of people do this with diet. Um, especially if you are struggling with that, I highly encourage you to read the Eat Smarter book. It is, I think, very eye-opening. Um and it doesn't shame you. Like we're all human and we've all been exposed to, you know, the childhood of um all the sugary cereals. Like literally everything targeted for children is high in sugar. Like sugar. yogurt, um, any of the juices. Literally Everything. And so <laughs> our poor parents had like no real understanding <laughs> and we were just annoying little kids wanting what we wanted. Right. I remember those TV dinners that we'd get. <laughs> those, oh, like, my God. Kids. Yes. The TV dinners. Oh, my gosh. And there are things that, you know, I would love to like not serve my daughter, but she sees those frozen Go-Gurts in the store oh my god and yes she loves frozen and she's like oh i have to she's like begs me to get them and i'm just like oh i feel so bad like okay you can have some but it's i look at it i'm like this this thing it's like not even yogurt it's just it's just sugar it just like i tasted it and i was like thick watery sugar (laughs) (laughs) but i see that a lot with diet and so it's not necessarily that you know you need to adjust your goal your goal is great it's the action steps that will get you to that goal that you need to be adjusted and that's something that this passion planner i think has taught me significantly is how to identify appropriate action steps that are measurable and um attainable and realistic for my lifestyle um and then there's no like diet isn't something that should be a quick fix it's not a quick fix it's a lifestyle change yeah I was gonna say I think a big thing with goal setting is your perspective around it so in the past I've been like oh I want to lose weight and the end goal of that was to you know be healthier to have like my clothes fit better to have more energy to live longer and you know improve my overall health but if you think about it just like i want to lose 10 pounds i want to lose weight i want to you know look good in a bikini by this date thinking about your goal that way versus thinking about what set, like achieving that goal will give you in your life changes it from you know this really short term image-based goal to then a lifestyle change yeah and i think there's different types of goals right like there's goals that are more short-term like i set a goal to um what was it like pass my msw test and that was a pretty easy like goal because i can i'm like okay what are the steps to get there okay study you know for an hour every night for the next three months and um then scheduling the test and then you know taking the test um all of those things kind of went into like making that goal I feel like diet is probably a hard goal I think um anytime you're trying to like stop doing a habit of any kind, those goals, you know, setting yourself a hard stop date and then like working yourself up to that goal is important. Um this next kind of thought that I think goes and in- ties into this the more goals we set within healthy boundaries, the more likely we are to build self-confidence, autonomy, and happiness. And I loved this because I think when you start holding yourself accountable, you start loving yourself again because you're trustworthy. Like think of the partner that you would like to have and how you want them to be honest with you. Well, you should also want to be honest with yourself. And when you keep breaking those goals or those action steps and you break them, you are not being honest with yourself and therefore you're putting yourself down subconsciously. I was listening to something the other day and the person was saying, she gets asked all the time, how does she run several businesses, also manage a personal life, also manage a healthy relationship, and then also take care of herself, work out, have a healthy uh, lifestyle. And she brought up the idea that you make appointments for everything in your life. You know, you go to work at a certain time, you go to the dentist, you meet up with your friends, you celebrate with them, you do all these things. And the one thing that has helped her out the most with managing multiple different responsibilities that she has, including taking care of herself, is making appointments with herself. And then she brought up how you wouldn't not show up at a meeting. If you were meeting someone else, you would not show up to hang out with your friend if you had told them you were going to be there. So you need to show up for yourself. And yes, occasionally she doesn't go like she has to reschedule or, you know, she doesn't go to her workout in the morning or something happens with life. So she doesn't show up for herself. But she brought up the idea of showing up for yourself, scheduling appointments with yourself and then following through with them just like you would if somebody else had scheduled that appointment with you. And that has led to so much of her success and just juggling so many different things in her life, but also bringing her a lot of happiness because she's still getting like all of these things done while taking care of her health and herself and everything. And I thought that was so inspiring, just being like, you need to show up for yourself like you would show up for anyone else. I love that so much. The next thing, broadly defined goal setting is The process of establishing clear and usable targets or objectives for learning. I think that's something that we've all kind of noticed is that when setting a goal, it's really important to be clear and set usable targets um, so that you're not overwhelmed or frustrated or unrealistic and you can see the progress because i think that's one thing that a lot of people give up on reaching that goal is because they're not seeing the progress and so if you've set action steps forward clear ones that you can see then you can see yourself moving forward to that goal um and then lastly this just it kind of summarizes goal setting theory and it just states goal setting theory is summarized regarding the effectiveness of specific difficult goals the relationship of goals to affect the mediators of goal affects the relation of goals to self-efficacy the moderators of goal effects and the general generality of goal effects across people tasks countries time spans Experimental designs, goal sources, and dependent variables. Um, some of the things involved in Locke's school setting theory to be successful, specifically, it's clarity. The goals need to be specific. Challenging, the goals need to be difficult yet attainable. The goals must be accepted. Um, feedback must be provided on goal attainment and then goals are more effective when they are used to elevate the performance. Um, So like in work settings, goals are always a lot more effective because then you're actually there working towards something rather than just working for the money of it, I guess. Um, Deadlines improve the effectiveness of goals. A learning goal orientation leads to higher performance than a performance goal orientation. Um, group goal setting is as important as individual goal setting. Um, I know that a lot of like work places have different goal setting programs, or I know like working at the school, there was kind of a goal setting platform. I didn't like it as much because I didn't feel like it was very personable, but the idea is there that you're working towards bettering yourself, therefore bettering the organization. And that's kind of the things that stuck out to me for the most part. With what you are just talking about, I really loved two parts that I have affected me a lot when I've been goal setting, and that was the time component and then the learning part, because. Once I graduated, it was a few months later that I realized I really missed learning. And as I've been like trying to learn more about myself lately and doing all these like journal prompts and like exercises and just contemplating like how I'm spending my time and what I want my future to look like and everything, I realized learning is a big motivator for me. Learning a new skill or increasing your depth of knowledge about even like a daily task that you do every single day with like your job or something can really motivate you to complete your task and I think that's really awesome. I would definitely agree. And anybody who likes documentaries out there should also agree because every time you watch a documentary, (laughs) they're teaching you about something, even if it's about somebody's crazy life and you're in awe because they're crazy and you're like, oh my goodness, how did they get there? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the question? How did they get there and how do I make sure I don't? (laughs) Yeah, kidding. Exactly. Or just like, Grasping the reality of someone else's life is so different from yours. Like, we can never experience anyone else's existence. And some people's existence is so different from our own. It's bizarre. Bizarre. Okay, so lastly, I wanted to talk about a few journal prompts to get started getting out of a slump or to get specific on the goals that you want to set, especially if you feel lost or unmotivated or not sure where to start because... I felt this hard when I was asked that question, and I realized that I had stopped dreaming at some point, I had stopped planning for my future, I was just kind of doing my daily tasks as I had to do, and all the responsibilities I had to do every single day, and these are a few journal prompts that I did that really helped me, and even if you're not somebody who likes journaling, or you don't have the time, or you don't want to do it, I feel like some of these questions could spark a conversation in your head over the next few weeks, If a question stands out to you and keeps bugging you, then you'll still get the same benefit of mulling it over for a few weeks. So I feel like this could be really helpful. The first one is to think about all the things you love about yourself and write them down. And especially to think about the past. So not just what you love about yourself now, what did you love about your past self? And I love this so much because it made me remember When I was younger, 19 to 21, how much I used to dream, how much I used to have all these ideas for businesses and I would run with them and I would get so excited and I had like so much passion. And then I feel like I grew up, I took on more responsibilities and that part of me kind of went away. So thinking about what I liked about my past self reminded me that I have all that energy, that I still have that spirit and to kind of like rekindle it. So I really love this exercise for that. And a few ideas to get you started could be what do you love about yourself today what did you love about your younger self what made her special what do you love about your personality your relationships your job hobbies that you used to enjoy your skills maybe what do you love about your knowledge write all these down because they make you special and uniquely you um and I feel like that's so important to remember is we were just talking about like no one else can live your existence so Write down what makes you special and be specific. And you better use it daily. You can write those like on sticky (laughs) notes and put them on your mirror. positive affirmations, man. (laughs) I love that. Write it down on a sticky note and put it somewhere you see all the time because especially if you're trying to get out of a sump, it's really good to remind yourself all the things that you love about yourself. Okay, so then another one is what do you want your life to look like in five or ten years? And we already talked about this, so I'll just glance over it quickly. But I do wanna say, don't limit yourself. Get specific, think about your health, your routine. How do you want to feel when you wake up? What do you want your home space to be and feel like? The people in your life, your job, your hobbies. And then these are a few prompts that I use to learn about myself. And I did use these frequently, so several times over, but the first one that I did was making a few lists in my journal. And i left lots of room to keep adding over the coming weeks but i started listing the activities that i knew brought me joy and then i started making a list of things i wanted to try and i did this by googling uh hobbies people should try or (laughs) new things to try or whatever to get some ideas i also spoke to my friends and family like how do you like to spend your time i believe i asked ariana i was like what? What are some things that you like to do and how do you like to spend your time or what hobbies do you enjoy? And she gave me lots of ideas, so I added it to the list. I remember that moment and I was like, (laughs) wait, what do I like to do? Like, that is such a good question to ask somebody if you're trying to get to know them because it really makes them think, like, what do you like to do? I was like, heck if I know, Megan, (laughs) you caught me off guard. (laughs) we get we get so involved in our responsibilities and our jobs and our daily activities that even though we do activities that we enjoy, I feel like we forget to log it that way in our head. I'm just looking at some of my furniture in my room and I'm remembering that I like to remodel furniture. And yeah, that was one of the things that you told me. You said you liked going to you liked going thrift shopping. Yes. And to find pieces and then to kind of fix them up and everything and I remember talking to my mom and being like hey will you go thrift shopping with me because my friend says she really likes it and she enjoys it so I kind of you know while I'm learning about myself because the only way you can learn if you like something is if you try it so making this big list of new things to try you know you might be like water rafting ugh, hated that (laughs) terrified or you might be like remodeling furniture loved that or you know like I, I I feel like it's been such a great way to learn more about myself and what I like and don't like and yeah I remember that conversation and just being like mom do you want to go thrifting with me and she was like why and I was like well my friend loves it and I want to try it she was like let's go I have a few thrift stores that I love too and I was like okay party (laughs) such a vibe I don't know but, (laughs) but yeah also you could look up classes you can take locally YouTube you can even look up in your like local paper what's happening around your town, what events can you go to, and even find a community that way and everything. So I just want to say, be creative with this list. Do your research, expand your boundaries, and then you'll you'll learn what you like and don't like, and it'll help you learn more about yourself. Okay, another one to learn more about yourself was to write about your daily routine as you go through your day. So this is something that I did a lot, and I would think about each task, and if I chose to do the task because I wanted to do the task because I would get enjoyment, if I chose to do the task because I was obligated, if I chose to do the task because it would make someone I care about happy. And, you know, you can ask yourself all these questions, but if you have a routine, you know, really focusing in on do I actually like how I'm spending my time or am I just so used to it? I think I like it. So I really found that helpful too. And then there's one more that I want to go over before we, you know, kind of conclude things and end today's podcast, but it's how would you spend your time if you had a week to yourself? And in this journal exercise, exclude anyone that is dependent on you, your significant partner, any relationships in your life and your job. If you had a week to yourself, how would you spend each day? That's it for the journal prompts and questions, but I really found a lot of those helpful and the last one I'm still chipping away at, but I know, now that I've kind of finished my goals for the year, I'm kind of in a bit of a slump, but I'm looking at making the rest of this year truly as being present in the people's lives around me, especially as we go into the holiday season, and so just making some monthly goals of like just some activities that I'd like to do in celebration of the holiday season and um just in celebration of the people that I love. Well and just if you stop dreaming, let this be your little kickstart moment to start thinking about your future again too. Even if that's just setting one goal or just maybe not even setting a goal but starting to think about your future and what you want your days to look like when you wake up in x amount of years you know getting your mind working in that process can really help get you out of a sump and then once you start dreaming I feel like it's so much easier to then start setting goals and planning and getting more motivated yes I agree it just takes one small step forward and pretty soon you're back on your feet just taking that one step and you truly have the ability to change your life. I have seen that time and time again in my life, my own personal life. I have made certain decisions and certain things have happened, but I have always been able to, you know, if I wanted to make a change, okay, it was going to happen. And you have that power to make those changes no matter what barriers are in front of you we really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that you enjoyed some of the topics that we covered and maybe it helped you realize that you've been in a slump or given you some ideas to get out of your slump and we hope that you tune in next week thank you